yeah, that's right. Yes, heck yeah. Heck. Oh, heck. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I am the titular host, Nicholas. Benjamin Flanagan, Benjamin. Benjamin being my middle name and the name of my grandfather. Benjamin. Benjamin. Came from Poland. Arrived in in uh, Toronto, I believe. Whereas my grandmother came from Poland, arrived in Montreal, and then arrived in, po- in, in Toronto from there. Fun stuff. Talking about our legacies of the past. How are you? I am okay. I wasn't, that really made it sound like I was asking myself how I was. But really, I was asking you, the listener, how you were. Obviously, kind of rhetorically. And then I answered, because I'm the only one in here, besides Charlie the dog, who is staring at a keyboard. My alligator keyboard. And now he's staring at me. Anyway, and then I answered, because I realized I was the only one in here. And and yes, I'm doing pretty good. It's late. I'm hungry. I'm about to make some instant Indian food. And and then I'm going to watch... The rest of this Bob Dylan movie, the Rolling Thunder Review movie, and then I'm going to watch, I think, episode five of uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head by Adam Curtis, which I've been picking away at. So good. You got to watch that. And, you know, the Rolling Thunder, the Bob Dylan movie is kind of cool, too. If you're not a fan of Bob Dylan, a lot of the footage in it is probably the best... um, Bob Dylan's going to make you feel. I'll put it that way, and I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, t- today and yesterday, you know, some of the uh, darker clouds of the beginning of the week kind of parted, somewhat literally, because it, it has been pretty sunny. But I don't know, and I felt a bit. Some kind of a blockage has diminished. If that's a blockage, I think it can diminish. And uh, I I feel a bit more able to get things done. I feel a bit more able to think clearly. I feel a bit more able to, to you know, the, the love that was bursting, giving me a gout. I had like love gout, you know. It was just all in the bottom of my feet and the love was collecting and the feet were getting bigger and oh no. And then I don't know how you solve gout, but whatever it is, that's what happened. I drank some whatever things that don't give you scurvy and gout. Do you get it both from like only eating meat or is that just gout? Anyway, the point is the gout was cured. I can project the love. I've managed to get small tasks complete. It's Friday. It's Friday. Remember when that song came out and everyone laughed and laughed? And now now she's back and everyone's like, she's owning it. So the story of Rebe- Rebecca Block is a good one. It's the story of someone who was mocked, owned it, 
and then threw it back at the public and they wanted it. She's probably a freaking billionaire from it. You know, she's probably in the 1%. Although that kind of is the irony of it, right? Like we're at this point now where public figures are being mocked, primarily women, white women, and then a few years later, someone's like, you know, that was out of line when they were mocked. And everyone's like, let's throw some more money at this rich person. You know, Paris Hilton really shouldn't have been mocked that time. You know, Lindsay Lohan shouldn't have been mocked. And it's like, no, they shouldn't have been. But let's put that at the bottom of the care list. What's at the top of the care list? Global warming. Wearing masks. Caring for somebody in your locality. You know? Like, I don't want to destroy the information superhighway. I don't want to destroy the bond, the communication bond that links us all together. Showing our empathy for things happening across the world and people doing stuff, but... I don't want us all to splinter off into little islands, but I really think it would be nice if we just, you know, before stepping up to bat for some celebrity, we, uh, I don't know, walked our sick neighbor's dog. Not that I'm sick, but you should walk my dog. Now, defend all the people you don't know as, as much as you want that's a good thing it's just i can't really explain it i deactivated my twitter today not my podcast twitter i'm not insane but the at the flans my original twitter the twitter that was originally nick at nick flanagan and i changed it to x flans x losing a valuable twitter handle then a following it with a gibberish Twitter handle, and now it's at the Flans, and I think that's pretty good. But it has been deactivated. Not permanently. I just was thinking about it, and I said, wow, there's a lot of things I want to do, and I have not done them. And I go on Twitter, and like, there's so many people on Twitter. As you can... As you know, if you're a constant listener of the podcast, I'm constantly, I'm often talking about being frustrated with social media or, and or Twitter. And uh, a lot of it has to do with just looking things up. Like, I'll read some tweet and I'll be like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. I don't know what they're referring to. Look up the feud they're talking about. Look up whatever find out what's going on on instagram vis-a-vis -vis that it's just something that felt like it was taking up too much of my time and i'm done je suis fini so let's at least for a few weeks because they de they delete everything after a month that's what they get you. You can't do this thing on Facebook where you're like, I'm on break. No, they delete this. Your Twitter is gone. Oh, that sounds nice to say. 
And I won't be like posting, hopefully, on the podcast account. I just want to post new podcasts and stuff. Episodes. But, yeah. It felt good. I mean, it still feels good. I've done this before, and when I go on my phone and do the reflexive trying to get to Instagram or, or, or Facebook or Twitter, and it's not there... I'm like, oh my God, I've given myself a safeguard. You know, it's like when you go to the, the, where you know the gun is and there's a lock and you're like, I don't have the key. It's a very dark comparison. I also never have, I, I don't know. The only time I'm sure I was around a gun was like one time in Austin and one time in Prague. After we played an anti-fascist action outdoor benefit show. And if you have a problem with anti-fascist action, I would ask you why. And what do you know about it? And what do you know about the European origins of Antifa? And if you know more, a, a lot, get a hold of me. Because I want to talk to somebody who knows about that shit. Because I experienced that, you know, in like 2007, 2008. I saw it in action somewhat. And I liked it. And um, I have no idea what the American variant of it is. All I know is it's probably better than... The opposite. And I still can't get over that people think. Like, do they. <laughs> like, that people are, are so quick to say, oh my God, they're horrible. I mean, if something is called an anti fascist thing, like, maybe look into it harder. I have a problem with their tactics. Well, those tactics exist because I don't know if you followed in the UK or in Germany, or all over Europe. But these uh, racists and Nazis were not nonviolent. I don't know if you've dug back into history, but one of the, if racism was a nonviolent thing, fasc fascism was a nonviolent thing, I don't know if it would have the same disapproval rating. Anyway, I'm in a great mood. I didn't mean to talk about that. I want to talk about how I'm all love. Yesterday, I did this complete venting session. Charlie, where are you going? Okay, I'm back. Um, what happened there was the dog jumped and then he sort of thought he was a marathon runner and he just sprinted right through the cord that was attaching the mic to the computer and it got separated <laughs> shout out to Matt Hutch who um, gave me the mic that I'm using he said hey I've got some extra gear you want it and this mic is not like a super expensive thing it's just it works, and that's what's important. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we do need a $15 minimum wage. Thank you very much. Bernie Sanders. Not a great sign when after doing the impression you have to say who it is. Nope. I was like, oh yeah, so yesterday I got all my anger at comedy out of my system. I want to let you know that, you know, I am cool with like 95% of the comedians I've ever met. Anytime I had negative vibes towards a comic, most of the time those receded and I feel nothing but love for them now. From open micers to the biggest names you ever heard. Names like, I don't know, I haven't, I shook Joe Rogan's hand once. Strong grip. And um, it's important I remember that because as frustrating as performance and comedy and art and blah, blah, blah can be, not just because of what you're trying to make, but because of uh, what can disappoint you in what others are making or doing. Um, it's important to remember all the stuff that you think is great and all the people that you think are great. And there are so many. But right now I just want to say that Brody Stevens, I'd like to take a moment to honor a comedian named Brody Stevens. Enjoy it! Brody Stevens is no longer with us on this earth. He was a very interesting uh incredible performer needed to be seen live but there's a lot of video evidence of his hilarity and he had a podcast called Brody Stevens Festival of Friendship and you know I hope it's still available I know it was on Feral Audio which folded but like go back and give it a listen because I do think it was very influential on what whatever it is I'm doing here because it was just him a lot of the time and he would just kind of talk to himself and, you know, uh, like get into his own head and then get out of his head and go on tangents. And um, he wasn't like a 100% happy person, I guess. I mean, he had like major um, challenges emotionally I suppose and, and in, in terms of his mental health and in the end those were what got Brody and that's really horrible but he also had this very visible body of work his Twitter he was on he was like one of the people who was big on Periscope he'd just walk around his neighborhood talking on Periscope it was amazing and, um, but it really was his like rambling vulnerability on his podcast, the Brody Stevens Festival of Friendship, that I think had a huge impact on me. And I think Brody's style had a big impact on me. And he was uh, a very unique person. And I am just taking time here to say, Brody Stevens, we speak your name. You know what? Things are getting crazy over here. I'm hungry. 
I'm going to get out. Just wanted to check in, say hi. How are you doing? If you'd like to say hi, write weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. You can support the podcast at ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. That's ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan or Patreon. Um, or you can pick up my albums on my band camp. All links in podcast description. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for bearing with me and with Charlie the dog. Flanagan. Weekly. Oh, man. Nick Flanagan. Weekly.